0: Welcome and thank you for downloading the Trinity Now podcast, recorded live from Trinity Church of Wesley Chapel. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. Now, let's join Pastor Dave. We had a drawing a couple weeks ago, who wanted to preach? Bob won, but hey... But I know Bob, and all he's gonna do is talk about fishing. So Fisher of Men, I got it! Ah You're really good. Yeah, we're going to, we're uh in the interest of time, we're going right right to the sermon here. Would you please open your Bibles to Acts chapter sixteen? Starting in verse one. Acts chapter sixteen. Would you please stand for the reading of God's word? Then he came to Derby and Lystra. And behold, a certain disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a certain Jewish woman who believed, but his father was Greek. He was well spoken of by the brethren who were at Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted to have him go on with him, and he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in that region, for they all knew that his father was Greek. And as they went through the the cities, they delivered to them the decrees to keep, which were determined by the apostles and the elders at Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened in the faith, and increased in number daily. Would you bow your heads with me, please? Our gracious Father, we thank you so much for being our God and for loving us. And as we open your word together, Father, I ask your blessing to to come upon each one, to open our hearts, open our minds, lead us in a direction that only you could lead. Father, this time is our time to sit before you. And we pray all of this in your most precious name. Amen. You may be seated, but please leave your Bibles open. You know, uh, we've always talked about um, our working careers. And and when we talk about our working careers, it's, it's what was accomplished in those working careers. How wh- one are the fruits, and we talk about it this way, what are the fruits of our labor? It doesn't really much matter what what your job happened to be, but there was there, there should have been a, a, a fruit of your labor, something that a lot of times that you can see, um, whatever that might be. You know if, if you were um, an electrician, you know, to, to go through that house after you're done wiring it and, and check every circuit and see that it, that it works. It's the fruit of your labor. It's the fruit of your labor. In ministry, it's, it's a little different. Sometimes we don't always get to see the fruits of our labor. Sometimes the fruits of, of your labor are something that comes down the road. Our job at, at, in ministry are, are to plant seeds and, and it's for God to make those those seeds grow. And He does that when he, when he harvests lives that are changed. Folks, things that you do in your life. I believe that when you come before the Lord one day, you're going to see the fruits of your labor, even if you don't see it on the earth. And yes, not only the fruits to the good extent, To the bad extent. I think that we're going to be made very aware of the things that we've done in our lives. You know, we can plant, when you plant a seed, it takes a while for that for that flower to grow, something good to grow, to to plant a garden and to watch it slowly grow. That's good. That's a good thing. But you know, if you plant a bad seed, it's like it's like you could you could go out and you could mow your yard one day and 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 the yard is just that beautiful plush green and you see it and it's just gorgeous and you get up the next day and they're boing. right in the middle of that yard is that ugly weed. It grew overnight. When you plant a good seed, it takes a while for that seed to grow. You plant a bad seed, it grows overnight. It grows. Night. I, I remember a lady telling me one time nice nice lady she had a granddaughter and 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 they went to church and her granddaughter got into some trouble and she got herself pregnant and and so the church handled they kicked her out now, that's really not the way that I would suggest handling a, a young girl who, who became an unwed mother to, to, give her, to, to kick her out of the church. But then again, I know another lady who was a pastor who came to me one day and she brought a letter. And she said, read this letter. And, and the letter was from a young lady that she had helped years before. Probably about 15 years before. And and as this woman was a pastor, her and the church reached out to this lady who, who needed help. And it wasn't, no, they didn't run up to her and hand her money. They helped her in the time of the need that she had. And the letter came 15 years later after she had had become, after she had gotten married, had become a mother, and was apparently sitting there one day, looking at the family that was growing around her. And she said, "I know where this came from." And she wrote that letter back to the pastor. It wasn't, you know, and and, and all that was was just God, just saying, "Look, this is where this is where this is coming from." That's that's what happens. That's what happens when 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 you plant a good seed or when you plant a bad seed but look at what grew that woman who who had been helped that woman who was who all of a sudden found out that she was important she grew and and what happened with her is that her children were going to church her her children wanted to be part of a church I'm just going to ask you, what do you think about the one that got kicked out for being pregnant? Do you think that when she grew a family, um, do you think that, that the first thing she did was take her kids to church? She would have nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. One planted a good seed, and, and one planted a, a, a terrible seed. Which one do you think hit more people? I'll tell you which one hit more people and made more difference. The bad one. The bad one did. It spreads like wildfire. Bad seeds. All you gotta do is look in your yard. You see, Paul was lucky enough to see the fruit of his labor in Timothy. It was it's amazing, and and if you were ever just to. To go and, and read the book of Timothy or, or, or read, you know, Paul. Paul treats Timothy like a son. And, and Timothy treats Paul like his dad. But but there was a special bond there. But Paul was able to see in Timothy the, the fruits of his, of his own labor. Uh, scripture says when where I'm reading, where he, where he meets Timothy, and, he, and it says, Behold, behold. Folks, when, when Scripture says, "Behold, look out," because there's something that is really good that that is that is happening. Behold, and Timothy was well spoken of by the brethren, and he was involved in his in his community and in the church that they had set up there. and And his mother was Jewish, was a Jewish believer, and and that, that was his grandmother too, who were believers. But it said that his father his father was a Greek. His father was a, was a non believer, and and what you had there was a marriage that was an unequally yoked marriage. You had a believer and a non believer. How it happened, I don't know. It's not important. But the idea is, when you look there, and here is the mother who takes the son, and and will raise this son in the scriptures. Will raise this son in in the church, and and Timothy became. Became a pastor or became an evangelist. But he, he walked with, he walked with Paul in all this. You see, I think Timothy became a, a, believer in Christ on Paul's first mission trip, um, through Lystra. Flip over in your Bibles to, um, 2nd Timothy. Over in 2nd Timothy 3, 10 and 11. <clears throat> boy after being sick for a couple sick for a couple of weeks and now I'm getting a cold ah, I never get sick twice in the, same, in the same winter guess I shouldn't say never guess I shouldn't say never <clears throat> dry cotton mouth. ok uh, Timothy chapter 3 starting in verse 10 but this is where Paul is writing to Timothy he says but you have Carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, and Lystra, that the persecutions I endured, and out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Timothy, you saw all this. You saw what we were, what I went through. You saw what was happening here. Timothy followed. You know, without a doubt, this this must this this persecution that, that Paul had, and if you think about it, this is the time that Paul was being thrown out of the city, and they dragged him out to the to the to the, the gates of the city and they stoned him to death. And then and then as the the disciples gathered around him and he rose, and the next day he went to Derby. Do you think that all happened and nobody saw anything like that? For Timothy, Timothy saw that and it had an effect on him. There was a seed planted in Timothy. There was a seed that was planted in him. See, God using a tragedy to, to make something good happen. Folks, the Word of God changes lives. What Seeing what God does in our lives, your lives, makes a difference. The Word of God changes people. Folks, if you understood the idea of of reaching into a community not only with the Word of God, but the Word of God in your heart, you'd see that those good seeds that were planted will, will bring forth something that is just so fruitful. Our godly actions change lives. Our godly action changes lives. And so does, so does the word of God. the word of God changes lives. I want you to notice something here what Paul did for Timothy and this is something that maybe you questioned it when I read it <laughs> is that he had well go back to verse three. let me do that. back to verse three, 16:3 three, where it says, "And Paul wanted to have him go with him." And he took him and circumcised him because the Jews who were in that region, because of the Jews who were in that region, for they all knew that his father was, was a Greek. Circumcised. Oh, wait a minute, preacher. Haven't you been talking about, about they, the Gentiles didn't have to live by the law? And and now all of a sudden, here comes Paul who's preaching. This is grace. This is not by the law. How come all of a sudden he grabs Timothy and he says, Timothy, Timothy, you got to be circumcised. And some point would look at that and say, well, you know what, it's, all that is is, is just just—it's a contradiction in, in Scripture. That's, that's really all that's in. We're, we're under the law. You're not under the law. You're under the law. You're not under the law. Is this by grace? Is it not by grace? All of a sudden, Paul, who's preaching grace, is having someone circumcised. And, you know, even after the, the Jerusalem council said that the Gentiles didn't have to live under the law. It stopped those circumcisions that they felt that had to be done. But you see, here's the thing. Timothy wasn't really being... was No one was forcing Timothy to do this. No one was forcing Timothy to be circumcised. He did it willingly. But why? Why? Did, why did Timothy say that, that he would be Circumcised. Why did Paul want to have this done? It would be easy to say that that uh, it was done because his mother was a Jew. It would be easy to do that, but that's not the reason. They did. They they could have said that they did it because his father was a Greek, and yes, they might be right in that. They did it because he was an unbelieving Jew. Because he was he was an unbeliever. But you see, this was done because their ministry needed it. The ministry that Paul was setting out on needed Timothy to be circumcised. Needed it so that there wouldn't be any hindrance in the ministry. Folks, here is one of the one of the biggest lessons that you can learn as as you. As you evangelize, as you talk to your friends, as you talk to anybody about Christ, I want you to understand not what I expect of you, but I want you to ex- understand what Christ expects of you and what he expected of Paul. Flip over in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians, chapter 9, in verse 19. Oh, I love to hear those flipping pages. And yes, you wait until the flipping is done. 1 Corinthians 9, verse 19. Where it says, For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all that I might win the more. And to the Jews... I became as a Jew that I might win the Jews. To those who are under the law as under the law that I might win those who are under the law. To those who are without law as without law. Not being without law towards God, but under law towards Christ that I might win those who are without law. To the weak I became as weak that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all men that I might by all means save some. Now this I do for the gospel's sake that I may be a partaker of it with you. To the weak I became as weak. To the Jew I became as Jew. If I was going to reach a Jew, buddy, they know that your father was a Greek and that you're some uncircumcised Gentile, and I'm not listening to you. And so Timothy was circumcised. Why? So that he could reach the Jews. That's why. To reach the men, I became as one of them. That is what God expects out of us. He expects us to go out and to not let something come in between us as we try to reach those for Christ. He expects us to go out and He expects us to plant good seeds. Not kick somebody out because they made a mistake. Folks, for many people, there is one chance and one chance only to reach someone for Christ. You have to be as them. You can't let who you are stand in the way of reaching out to somebody for Jesus Christ. The impression that you make, you make for a lifetime. You know, folks, I'll tell you. As as upset as as Justin was about what was what was said to a family in here. I would say that somebody planted a bad seed. I would say that. And for the effort that it took to walk up to somebody, up to a family in this church, and to say those kind of things, I only wish that that effort could have been reaching another family. But that's not what we. I got families or or people, people in this church who are making phone calls campaigning against this, this vote that's coming up telling you that it's a bad thing for the church. I got some people walking around inside the church telling you that it's a bad thing that to, to vote yes on this. Let me tell you, in my experience over the years, you have never been in a church that was run by a business board. The only churches that you've ever been in in your life, the pastor had authority. And what this vote is actually going to work up to, and I wasn't going to do this until I started finding out that they got a phone campaign going on and that they're running around inside the church telling you how to vote. And by that time, I'm up to here with it. And I'll tell you, And I'm not going to threaten you, but I'm going to tell you that what this vote is actually going to be about is whether you trust your pastor to lead the church. And if you don't, vote no. But if you do, vote yes. Because I'll promise you that a pastor, when it comes down to the trust of the congregation, if he does not have it, he does not stay. That's the promise. And I'm tired of people making the effort to call people and and to drop bad seeds. Amen! Amen! I said from the beginning, if you don't trust me, let me go. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. I wish that the group here that, that is working against us, and actually a group that has made my life hell since I've been here, they would put that effort into reaching somebody for Jesus Christ. You see... folks. This is, it's about Christ. This is having a church that is going to be the church that Christ wants it to be. He wants us to be the church that He died for. A church that will reach into a community. A church that will include kids. A church that that doesn't kick girls out for for being pregnant. A church that that is, is concerned with the next generation. Folks, a church that is set up biblically. Biblically. Folks, Jesus Christ in your life. Did you have to change to come to him? No. no. Jesus met you where you were. Jesus came to you. And he, and he said, come to me just, just as you are. The new creation that I make in you. I'll do that. You just come to me as, as you are. Folks, we have an awesome, awesome responsibility. And that responsibility is to reach into this community. That's what Christ has called this church to be. When I came here, I swear that all I could see is that the fields were white for harvest. That wasn't inside the church, folks. That was what was out here. The seed needs to be planted. And Jesus Christ is going to come and he's going to do the harvest if we're together on this. But we need to be together on this. Folks, Christ came to you. He met you where you are. And then He made a new creation in you. We can't keep ourselves to ourselves. We can't put ourselves above others and expect to reach someone for Jesus Christ. We can't do it. It doesn't work that way. We have to do what what Timothy did. We have to do what Paul did. And we have to be about Christ and Christ alone. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much for being the God that you are, and Father. No, though we we don't deserve chance after chance, you seem to you seem to be there and to hold us in so many different ways, and that you 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 direct us and you forgive us for who we are. The failures that we have been, and you pick us up and we start again, Father. Not don't let us as as who we are, who we are earthly. Don't let that stand in the way of who we can become. You, Father, in all of this, I praise Your holy name. I pray, Father, that You will do a work here at Trinity that can only be explained as being by Your hand. And in all of this, I pray in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Trinity Now podcast. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. We hope today's sermon has touched your heart, and we hope you will join us next week for another message from God's Word.